Hi, hello, how are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively up-level your life starting today. If it looks like depression, treat it like depression. A clinician at Johns Hopkins. Many people cannot emerge from a really serious depression just by fighting. Really serious depression has to be treated or it has to pass. But while you are being treated, or waiting for it to pass, you have to keep fighting. To take medication, as part of the battle, is to battle fiercely, and to refuse it would be ludicrously self-destructive, as entering a modern war on horseback. It is not weak to take medication. It does not mean that you can't cope with your personal life. It is courageous. Nor is it weak to seek help from a wise therapist. Faith in God and any form of faith in yourself are great. You must take your therapies, all kinds, with you into the struggle. You cannot wait to be cured. Andrew Solomon, the Noonday Demon. Today's episode is very different from ones that I typically record. One's from memory, one's from personal experience, and as much as I can tie to this uh, in various ways, it is very informational. Because I think this book that I've been reading, The Noonday Demon, has opened my eyes to how sick we really are and how many people put on a facade, put on a pretty face, put on a happy face, put on a whatever it is, a mask to what they're really going through. And it makes me so sad, but so happy because there are treatments, there are cures, there are ways to work through this, and there are amazing stories of coming out on the other side. But Illness of the mind is real illness, and we need to take this very seriously. We are losing people that we love, whether that be by suicide, whether that be by you know manic depression, bipolar, whatever it is, we can we all know somebody. Okay, now this is very close to my heart. Uh, a family member of mine struggles with this, and also people that have come into my life, friends, boyfriends, more people have depression than I ever thought. I was pretty naive to this, to be honest with you guys. I was like, depression just mean you can't get out of bed? What's it mean? Like, I was very naive to this. Now, the beginning of this episode, I said, it's not weak to take medication. And I'm all about natural remedies and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, there's a time and a place for conventional medicine, Western medicine. And here may be one of those places. But there are also homeopathic ways to go about this depending on your situation, your circumstances, where you're at with this. 3% of Americans, some 19 million, suffer from chronic depression. More than 2 million of those are children. Manic depressive illness, often known as bipolar disease, because the mood of its victims varies from mania to depression, affects 2.3 million and is the second leading killer of young women and the third of young men. Depression is the leading cause of disability in the the United States. It claims more years than war, cancer, and AIDS put together. Other illnesses, from alcoholism to heart disease, mask depression, 
when it causes them. If one takes that into consideration, depression may be the biggest killer on earth. Now, maybe you've never experienced depression. Maybe you have and you didn't know it was depression. I'm not big on labels. I'm big on feeling your feelings all the way through and working through them. However, things that require medication, things that literally change your personality, right? You need help from other people. You cannot do this alone. Don't try. Depression can be very isolating. Before we deep dive into what depression is and symptoms and cures and all the things, I want to tell you that my one experience with depression was terrifying. It was in the midst of walking away from bodybuilding. I was in a toxic relationship, very um, authoritative, I should say. He, I had stayed with him, so he had control over my living situation, right? And he was still seeing somebody else behind my back, which I didn't know about, but I just didn't feel right about this. It was a very bad situation, right? And I didn't know how to handle things the way I do now. But I had broken out in acne. I had gained so much weight. I was going through so many health issues, and yet I didn't have a support system. I felt very alone. I couldn't get out of bed. I would get to the gym and do like a lap pull down and leave. It, I was a totally different person. So it brings tears to my eyes when I read this line that said, depression changes your personality because it does. You guys know this girl on waves of joy and sonographer squats and happy, happy, happy. I'm telling you what, that was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. And it lasted months, months until I healed my body from the inside out with yoga, with meditation, with herbal remedies, with seeking doctors, with talking to a therapist. So if you're going through this right now, or if you've been through it before, you're not alone. I'm here to guide you in giving you options, right? I'm not a doctor, not yet anyway. However, I read a lot and I learn a lot. So what I'm telling you today, what I'm speaking through your speakers, whatever you're listening to right now is my voice. These are somebody else's experience too. So if you agree or disagree with me, that's that's totally fine. We are our own people. However, I felt really called to elaborate a lot on this episode because I was like, it was things I didn't know. And feel I feel like a lot of us are surrounded by people who are depressed and we just want to judge them. And that's not fair. You never know what people are going through. So depression can be defined a lot of different ways. The di- diagnosis is as complex as the illness. Patients ask doctors all the time, am I depressed? As though the results would come back in a definitive blood test. Maybe you've thought this, maybe Maybe you've just looked for the cure on Google. I don't know. But the only way to find out whether you're depressed is to listen to and watch yourself and to feel your feelings and think about them. All the things. Listen to, watch yourself, feel your feelings, and think about them. Uncomfortable, to say the least. If you feel bad without reason, most of the time, you're depressed. If you feel bad with reason, most of the time, you're also depressed. Though changing the reasons may be a better way forward than leaving circumstance alone and attacking the depression. If depression is disabling you, then it's major. And if it's mildly distracting, then it's not major. That's a very broad definition. And I'm sure you can find 50 other definitions, but this is one that stuck out to me. And I really liked it because it was like, listen to, watch yourself, feel your feelings. We ignore our intuitions. We don't do that sort of thing. So I want to encourage you to do that, right? 
Depression can be best described as emotional pain that forces itself on us against our will and then breaks free of the externals. It's not just a lot of pain, but too much pain can compost itself into depression. Grief is depression in proportion to circumstance. How many of you have lost somebody and then you couldn't even function? Depression is grief out of proportion to circumstance. It is a tumbleweed distress that thrives on thin air, growing despite its detachment from the, from the earth. Depression is a demon who leaves you appalled. Mental illness is a serious illness. Now, when I say depression interacts with your personality, it's kind of crazy because I did go through this time where I was like, I don't know who I am. I looked in the mirror and I was like, who are you? Where did you come from? Some people are brave in the face of depression and some are weak. Personality has a random edge and a bewildering chemistry that maybe we can write off to genetics, but that seems a little bit too easy because there's no such thing as a mood gene, says Stephen Hyman. He's the director of National Institute of Mental Health. There's no such thing as a mood gene. So if everyone has the same capacity for some measure of depression under some circumstances, everyone also has to have the capacity to fight depression to some degree under some circumstances. That would make sense. But often the fight takes the form of seeking out the treatments that will be most effective in the battle. It involves finding help while you're still strong enough to do so. It is hard to say I'm struggling. It is hard to say I'm sad. It is hard to say I want to kill myself. It sounds terrible. But saying those things and seeking help is going to save you. It involves making the most of the life you have between your most severe episodes. Some horrendously symptom-ridden people are able to achieve real success in life, and some people are utterly destroyed by the mildest forms of the illness. This hit me hard because the family member of mine that I know has parts of this, I don't know if this is everything, but it started so mild. And now I don't even know her. And it hurts my heart. There's no judgments. I'm just making you aware of how people present in different ways. One of the primary symptoms of depression is a disruption in sleep patterns. Now the treatments for depression are proliferating immensely. But only half of Americans who have had major depression have sought any help. 95% of that 50% that got help, they just went to their primary care doctor. And let me tell you, they don't know much about psychiatric complaints. An American adult with depression would have his illness recognized only 40% of the time. And about one in every 10 Americans are on SSRIs. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. This is a class of drugs which belongs to, let's see, Prozac. I think we all know what Prozac is. And a substantial number of people are on other medications as well. There is a list of them. The sad part is less than half of those whose illnesses are recognized get appropriate treatment. That is terrifying. We are taking things blindly. We are trusting the people with the white coats. I will be one of those people with the white coats, you guys, but 
Do not put your life in somebody else's hands. You know you. Sit with your feelings. Speak what you need. So like I said, one of the primary symptoms of depression is disruption in sleep. Really depressed people may have no deep sleep at all. They may be spending lots of time in bed without ever getting rested. Does one sleep oddly because of depression? Or does one sink into depression in part of sleeping oddly? It's like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? These are all questions. These are, I'm posing things to you, rhetorical questions. Think about it. Grief, you lose somebody, something terrible happens, leads to depression, disrupts your sleep. But falling in love can lead to mania, mania, however you want to say it, that disrupts your sleep in another way. Again, chicken before the egg. There are a lot of things, right? I'm not here to do some unsolved mysteries for you. I'm here to present to you just different ways of looking at things. So even people, okay, maybe you don't suffer from depression and you're like, why am I even listening to this episode? Have you ever experienced, excuse me, waking up too early where you're just groggy and you're dreading? It's just this ominous dread, that fearful state of like, oh my God, what just like, where am I? It usually passes quickly, right? For healthy people. But that's the closest thing that people can experience to those going through depression. So if you've only experienced that once in a while, or maybe that's once in a, once a month, once a year, I don't know what it is, but it's just this awful dread. These people live with that. And then we expect them as a society to function. Almost all people who suffer from depression feel worse in the morning and better as the day goes on. So if you, you know, noticed, or if you've dated somebody or you've had a friend in college or something like that, and they always slept in and they woke up in the morning and there was never a good morning. There was never, they just didn't, they couldn't believe they woke up this morning and and then they didn't even want to conquer the day. But then as the day goes on, it tends to get a little bit better. There was actually a series of experiments done by this man named Thomas Weir, and he had shown that you can alleviate some symptoms of depression with controlled sleep deprivation. And if I remember correctly, this study was like, if you had depression, they had you go to bed at 5 p.m. and then they woke you up for the day at midnight. It like it was messing with your REM sleep, wasn't allowing you to get into that sleep. It was very interesting. So I don't know if you want to look more into that, but it's not practical, obviously, for a long time, but it can be useful useful for some people who are waiting for the effects of maybe their antidepressants to kick in, right? We've created this huge stigma on antidepressants and stuff like that. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have never taken an Adderall. I've never taken any antidepressants. I have just been never been much of a medication person. I would say the one medication that I did abuse, two of them, Tums, because I thought that they were candy. And I was just like, oh, every Tums for everything. And now I know way too much about antiacids and I will never take a Tum again. And then Tylenol. So I wrecked my gut microbiome through Tylenol and ibuprofen because I would get so many bad headaches as a child. And don't get me wrong, I take the Tylenol or the ibuprofen when when it's called for. However, I don't abuse those things anymore. Again, there's a stigma to things. You are not like anybody else. It's okay. Whatever you're going through, it's okay. Here's the other thing with sleep. No sleep during depression brings you down, right? It's exhausting. Chronic undersleeping may be the thing that triggers depression. Again, chicken or egg, chicken or egg. Since the invention of TV, the average night's sleep has gone down by two hours. That is ridiculous. Shut your damn TV off and go to bed. You need sleep. 
So think about the people in your life right now. Think about what you're going through. Are you overly exhausted? You know, there could be hormone imbalances. There could be a lot of different things. I'm not trying to label anything you're going through. I'm trying to make you aware that if your personality is changing, you're sleeping a lot. You don't feel like you know who you are when you look in the mirror. I get it. If you've lost somebody, you will never be the same again. You have to find a new normal, but you're not alone. Now, there are two major modalities for treatment of depression, talking therapies and physical intervention. So a lot of people see this as one or the other, but medication and therapy should not compete at all. They should be complementary like complementary therapies that can be used together or separate depending on the situation of you, the patient, right? So a couple things that I found interesting were the natural remedies that I read about. The first one you guys have probably heard of, St. John's wort. It's actually an attractive shrub and it blossoms around St. John's Day, which is June 24th. It's sold in extracts, powders, tea, and as a tincture. It's actually all the rage in Northern Europe. And I trust anything Europe is doing because, well, they're just way ahead of us. They're smarter. They eat healthier. They're, I don't I can't explain it. Go to Europe. <laughs> I'm proud to be an American, but I love Europe. Studies, researchers, they're just unsure of exactly how it works, but it appears to alleviate anxiety and depression. Most people who take it are not taking it for therapeutic dirtiness. They actually have selected it because of a sentimental view, like it's better to take a plant than a synthesized substance, which I can fully get behind all day, every day. The other natural remedy that I read about is SAM lowercase e. This is actually a natural substance found found to be popular in Southern Europe. And it doesn't come from from a flower like the St. John's wort. It's actually found in your body. And the levels are going to vary based on your age and your gender, but it's all over the body and it enables many chemical functions. It's very important. I'm not going to go too scientific on y'all. And it's interesting because depressed people don't have low levels of SAM. I'm just going to use that because long terms are just not going to stick with you. SAM, lowercase e. However, studies of the substance efficacy as an antidepressant have been encouraging. So between those two, you know, again, it's, it's all about... It's all about mindset. It's all about getting the proper help, having the right guidance, and believing that you can come out of how you're feeling right now. Researchers claimed that the plant extracts are very effective because they operate on multiple systems. And I found that with all my herbal remedies too, working with my naturopathic doctor. Homeopathy is just, it has my heart. It's occasionally used to counter depression. And a lot of practitioners administer tiny doses of different substances that might in larger doses actually give healthy people depressive symptoms. So if you're like feeling fine on cloud nine, don't go out and buy this stuff and just try it. <laughs> That's, this is not medical advice. This is information, making you more aware of your thoughts, of your feelings, of you not being alone. Many forms of non-Western medicine may be useful against depression. And what I love about the society and about world, the world that we're living in today is ever since COVID, I just feel like we're all more open to not masking our symptoms, getting down to the root cause, which is so, so, so powerful for a changed world. There was a story of one woman who battled depression all of her life, little help from the antidepressants. But at the age of 60, she found Chi Jung. Chi Jung. I don't want to say that wrong. It's Q-I Gong. G-O-N-G. And it's actually a Chinese system of breathing. 
So with body exercises, it eliminated her problem altogether. But again, what works for one of us doesn't work for all of us. These are just stories and things that I found super interesting. Acupuncture, which I love, I've done plenty of acupuncture, had amazing effects for people too. It actually, studies show that it changes the brain chemistry. Americans now spend 50 million per year on it. And what I love, you guys, is the less we go to the doctors for our aches and pains and we seek out the natural remedies, the more those things are going to be on the forefront, the more the insurance companies are going to be like, we need to pay for this because this is what our people want, right? It's like, we keep going, we want to eat healthier yet we keep going to McDonald's. Well, then there's going to be more McDonald's that pop up. That's just the reality of it. Like we are showing them what we want. And unfortunately, big pharma's got to make their money, right? So a lot of these natural remedies are going to take a long time to come back to the surface, but it takes all of us to want it, to be better, to be healthier, to live longer. We're on blood pressure medication and cholesterol medication, and we all have heart disease and we're all obese. It's crazy. The rates for obesity are staggering. But We get in these mindsets that this is how it has to be because this is how it's always been. And it's not true. To some people, these Chinese herbal medicine remedies seem less reliable and they don't have great results. But for others, they see great shifts in their consciousness. To each their own. No judgments, just information, just education. There's also these psychodynamic therapies uh, known as talking therapies. I'm not going to go too much into this, but basically the role of the doctor is to listen attentively while the patient gets in touch with their true motivations. So... The therapist can better understand, and so can the patient, why they act the way that they do. These therapies are based on the principle that naming something is a good way to subdue it. And that knowing the course of the problem, the source of the problem, is useful in solving it, right? Again, getting down to the root cause. We spend our lives putting band-aids on on everything. I don't know what kind of band-aids you use, but eventually you got to shower and they're going to come off then they're just going to clog your drain. So listen, there's a lot of things that go into this. I could probably talk to you for an hour, but I like to keep my episodes between 15 and 25 minutes because that is approximately your drive to work, your drive home, or maybe just the time you have to yourself. I want to help you. I want to be there for you. There was a Russian expression that I read. If you wake up feeling no pain, you know you're dead. (laughs) Well, life's not all about pain. The experience of pain, which is particular, in its intensity, is one of the sure signs of life force. So know that it's okay to not be okay. Stephen Hyman says it best. It is true that medication has set us free, but we should all care about the origins of our illness. I'm only on page 150 of this book, and it's a 500-page book. It's a New York Times bestseller. So if you're interested in learning more, these real stories, real people, it's going to hit your heart. I didn't know how much I needed this book. It's called The Noonday Demon by Andrew Solomon. It's an atlas of depression. Highly recommend it. Listen, no judgments, but if you're a clinician or if you're a patient, if it looks like depression, treat it like depression. Illness of the mind is real illness. You deserve help. You deserve love. You deserve support. But remember, while you're being treated or waiting for it to pass, You have to keep fighting. I love you so, so, so much. Please know there is nobody in the world like you. The world needs you just as you are. Be kind. Give back. 
you never know what people are going through. Drink your water, eat your veggies, smile. <laughs>